Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, parents. We have got a great question for you today. And uh, so glad you're listening with us to the Wonder Parenting Podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. My name is Tim Wright, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. And uh, this is a question I think that a lot of parents are going to resonate with. Uh, It's sort of rooted in lockdown uh, with quarantines and COVID-19 and has to do with boys and video games. So really looking forward to what Michael will have to share with us today on this topic. And it's a good time to remind you that we are talking about these kinds of things at our Helping Boys Thrive Summit. And uh, it's a one-day event, October 1st, so we're getting real close, October 1st, all day. And uh, that means because it's a tele-summit and it's live, you'll have access to asking questions, if you'd like, or making comments throughout the day. And then uh, if you can only be part of the day or you can't be at that particular day, it will be available for seven days afterwards at that low price uh, of the registration fee. So if you'd like to be a part of it, if, you're, if you've got boys in your family, you've got grandsons, you're teaching boys, you're uh, working with boys in your youth group, coaching boys, you're a therapist works with boys or men, uh, this is a great summit for you. You can't beat the price, and uh, the access is fantastic. Helpingboysthrive.org, helpingboysthrive.org, and there'll be a link to the Telesummit. And all the information is there, a list of all the speakers, all the topics we'll be doing, what the schedule will look like. We'd love to have you. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I think you're going to really enjoy seeing us live and in person with some of our other guest speakers. And uh, as we've said over and over again, the majority of questions we get have to do with boys. It's not that girls are unimportant. It's just we don't talk about boys enough in our culture and their unique uh challenges and so on. So that's uh, one of our commitments with the Helping Boys Thrive Summit. And I will say this, because I've been through many with Michael, if you want to learn about girls, take in the Helping Boys Thrive Summit, because you can't talk about boys without talking about girls, and you're going to learn a lot about them as well. Yeah. Uh, Michael, why don't you just give a shout out to our friends at uh, the the Center of Place of Hope? Yeah, we so thank them for their sponsorship of this podcast. Um, Dr. Greg Jance is the founder, and and they have a, a staff. It's a cl- set of clinics. It's up in the Seattle area, uh, that, but people come from all over the world there. Uh, they deal with anxiety, helping people with anxiety, with depression, with eating disorders, um, uh, you know, across the board. And if people go to, well, you can go to wonderaparenting.com and see the link, or just go straight to aplaceofhope.com, and you'll see a lot, a lot about them. And Greg himself, Dr. Greg Jantz, um, he has written like 35 books, I yeah. think, and all sorts of resources for people. Yeah, his his goal is to write a book a year. And uh, as as guys who've written books, that's an amazing task. So yeah. good on him. All right, this question comes to us from a listener in Spain. Isn't that cool? Awesome. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun to go on to our 
analytics and just see the various places around the world where people have listened at least to one podcast. And so it's, it's great to have people from all over the world listening in because we share all this in common. Uh, male brains, female brains, uh, challenges with parenting. And so this is a good one from Spain. And there's a lot of stuff in this one, a lot of different places we could go with it. And, um, but I think the most important part is going to have to do with their son and video games. Uh, Dear Dr. Gurian, I am currently listening to Saving Our Sons on Audible and recommending it. We have a really serious situation in Spain with the feminist paradigm, and it is affecting everything from mainstream politics to everyday running of schools. I have a 14-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old son, and a husband who only understands his masculinity as a fierce commitment to work and some vague notions of providing financial security and firmly locking all the windows at night. <laughs> I, I love it's that. It's a great detail. Which, it's a great detail, and it's also about this this uh, sense that guys have to provide, or, or to protect. To protect, yeah. The, yeah, to protect. Um, therefore, our 12-year-old boy is being male-mentored by technology, and he is a particularly sens- has a particularly sensitive nature and is very visually oriented. He has always been a very typical boy from birth, and is also markedly dyslexic. He has a gift for visualizing math and concepts and failing math tests, uh, which I, I hear quite a bit of boys who have this great visualization for math, but they don't necessarily do the tests well. Uh, so maybe something there as well. Uh, incredibly talented pianist. Um, he's becoming a bit reluctant right now in terms of practicing, but he finds his solace there. Uh, his countenance seems to soften when he plays piano. He relaxes. He concentrates. Comes out of uh, that experience a bit happier, more smiling, uh, more like himself rather than the teen alien he resembles after a long game of Fortnite <laughs> or Minecraft. Uh, due to my husband's career moves and my son's dyslexia, he has changed school a few times. As a result. Although he's always popular and well-liked, he finds himself alone, and I fear quite lonely at this difficult COVID time. We're coming out of lockdown in Spain, so this was written a little bit ago. I think they're going back down into it again. Uh, But he refuses to meet with his old school friends, and he's not bold enough to approach the guys from the new school who've asked him to join with them a few times. Uh, While he's not playing Minecraft uh, Dungeon, Fortnite, or Call of Duty, or plane simulations, he has been watching Friends of all things. (laughs) I am a teacher, and I agree with everything you say down to the point where most teenagers at the youth center where I taught last year are both boys and dyslexic. All right, Michael, there's there really is a lot of stuff there, uh, cultural stuff, brain stuff, boy stuff, and uh, we're going to let you start wherever you want to start. Yeah. Uh, well, the well, you know, in a way, one place I'm going to end up is is saying that that if this 12 year old boy if he's spending all this time in technology, then that's part of why he's not, you know, why he's not making friends and why he's not connecting, why he feels alone. And, and that people might say, well, wait a minute, but he's, those games are interactive. He is meeting other people through the games, uh, right? Via the technology. So they are interactive and he's bonding through the games, but it's still not the same. It's still not the same. So one one thing that I think is a really big takeaway here is that that this he's twelve, so they need to set a time 
for, and it may be her, I mean, because we're going to have to deal with the issue of the dad here in a moment, but but let's say it's her that does this and the dad just says yes to it. Um, they set up a schedule, you know, and they say, this is your, this is the number of hours you have. You're 12. So you are only allowed, and the school is requiring you, if it does go back to online schooling in, in Spain, the school requires you to be these three hours or four hours on screens, whatever that ends up. And so therefore you only get, um, you know, one other hour on a screen on a weekday. You get no video games on a weekday. A 12 year old should not be playing video games on a week, on a school night. Um, save that for the weekend. And, you know, and, and we're going to get you back to brain health here. Um, because some of this is, is that it sounds like he's spending six, seven hours, you know, in front of screens and that is dangerous for that brain. So that's one takeaway that I feel like I can say right away. And that can be instituted. Um, that can be instituted by the mom. And it sounds like the dad would go along um, because he's otherwise engaged. He's working a lot and he's not as, he's not doing as much parenting and, um, and uh, he's other focused, right? So, so, but he sounds like he would go along with that. Okay. So that would take care of that, that one piece. I'm going to get to the dad, but I'm going to get to him at the end while I remember these other pieces. Cause you're right. There's a lot in here. Um, the, the dyslexia and the math and being good at math, but failing math tests uh, that you're right. That's not uncommon. Um, one reason that guys fail or do badly in math tests um, in the last 10 to 15 years is that they're required to write their answers out and um, math testing moved to a, a kind of hybrid uh, between the, the math formula or equation and uh, the written word moved toward a hybrid about 20 years ago so that some of the grade is for how it's written up. And a dyslexic kid, of course, that's gonna be very hard for him. So his brain, he's, he does math really well. And by the way, being great at piano shows also that his brain is well set up for math because very often those two things are music and math, not always, but very often are kind of mirror each other in the brain. Um, but the dyslexia is going to make it very hard for him to write. So to whatever extent he's doing badly on these tests because he has to produce words, not just the right answer, which is the equation, but words, that's harmful to him and um, and to his development because it's just going to create more failure for him. And he's dyslexic. So my hope would be that there'd be a way, I don't know how Spain does it, but that there'd be a way to do an IEP, the equivalent of an IEP, which says, you know, this is a, this child has this learning difference. And so therefore we need this accommodation. And one of the accommodations would be to accept the math equation without much written word. Um, uh, in terms of the dad, the, you were, you, you were so wise to say provide and protect. It's just very clear that he, he's kind of, works a lot and he sees his role as to provide and protect. So he provides and then he locks the house and that protects. And you're absolutely, I think you're absolutely right about that. It could even be unconscious in him. He doesn't even realize that that's what he's doing. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And so, so, um, he, you know, on a pet podcast, I can't convince him to do anything else, but I do think, I do think that this couple needs to have that conversation about, about his involvement and they need to give him a specific task. Um, cause just kind of saying to a guy like this, I need you to be more involved. Usually it doesn't, doesn't go anywhere, but if we can get, um, uh, or it leads to getting counseling, you know, to, her realizing it's not working and we got to get in some counseling. I need help with this. Um, so an interim place would be concrete, do something concrete, like say, okay, this is where I need your help. I need you to now, um, take on since he's 12 and he's a young man and you're a man, I need you to take on certain duties, uh, of, of teaching him about manhood, initiating him into manhood, you know, whatever language they want to use. Um, uh, he needs to become a man and needs you to teach him how to become a man. So we need to reframe now your fathering. And this is the concrete task. Uh, we, you need to spend, you know, an hour every other day with him doing something, or, you know, they can ritualize that. Um, and, and then I think subset of that is going to be, and so you need to help me control the tech use. So if you go spend this hour a day with him, okay, that means he's not going to be on tech, which is going to be helpful. And um, uh, when you see him on tech on a school night, you need to become part of the discipline system that he's not allowed to play video games on a school night. And so this is going to take a month or two at least. And mm. it's going to be a really tough month or two because it's yep. going to be, and it could take a little more, you know, it depends on how much they stick with it. it. It could be hard on the coupled relationship because of trying to, you know, give him these concrete jobs and help him to, to uh, manage those jobs in his work day and get them in, in there. And then it's going to be hard on the mother son relationship and on the father son relationship, because this guy is addicted to tech and mm. they got to get him off that addiction. Mm -hmm. um, but a month down the line, two months down the line, three months down the line, um, th there's going to be happiness. Uh, you know, I mean, that would be the plan because now the father, his bond with the son is going to be, um, more exciting to him. You know, it's more, he's going to be more involved with the son and he'll do what you and I both know a father does, you know, where you, where you get, have that bonding involvement and you see the child in your own eyes. And it's just, there's a depth of, of love and a depth of passing on your legacy, you know, to your child and all of that stuff that he's not probably experiencing right now because he's working and he's not paying attention to it, but he will be, and it'll be really deep for him. It'll be obviously good for the coupled relationship because this tension, some of this will dissipate. And then the son, I would say within a couple months is gonna probably be like so many of these guys who say, oh, thank you. 
<laughs> thank you so much for getting me off of that screen because you know look at my life now um but the first month or two he's gonna hate the parents yeah so those are a few things uh i don't know if i covered everything yeah so so just as a resource for dad uh michael and i have created some different rites of passage programs based on michael's book um uh, I, I just I lost the purpose the of the boys, purpose of boys yeah. based on right. the purpose of boys, which is a good book to read. But we've created some rites of passage based on that, and we do have one uh, where it's just uh, like six different conversations dads can have with their sons. We've also got them for moms and their daughters, both a faith based one and a secular based one. Go to wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. And if you're looking for a place to start these conversations with your 12 year old son or your 12 year old daughter, these might be good resources for you to at least get started. Um, what I did want to touch, I'm glad you talked about a little bit how tough it's going to be. What are some of the things that mom and dad can expect uh, as they wean their son off of all of this technology? And uh, part of my question is, should they wean him slowly or do you go cold turkey? Uh, yeah, on the second question, that's one where I can't say because I haven't examined him or been with him or them and that really should be left up to them and and if they have assets like she's in this they're both in the school system so maybe talk to counselors and you know have a conversation and build a plan with people who know him who know this guy this boy and and then institute that plan and if everyone thinks cold turkey is the way to go based on his you know he's got a brain uh anomaly obviously with the dyslexia and so, so, so there's going to be subtleties here so um they form a plan and they make that plan uh, and they they decide whether it's cold turkey or gradually. Um, knowing that the issue with gradually is that often when we do things gradually, we don't follow through. Mm. Uh, whereas when we go semi-cold turkey, um, you know, we're in it. <laughs> so there's no wiggle room. We've made this decision and we're in it. But cold turkey for him doesn't necessarily mean no you know no tech he's still going to be doing tech for school and then he's still going to be allowed video games on the weekends you know so cold turkey is going to mean a plan and following that plan it's not going to mean cutting all tech no oh, and then what was the first so that's the second uh, the first part. question was what kinds of oh experiences is he going to go through oh, yeah. as he is weaned off of tech well yeah this is going to be interesting with the way his brain is set up my hope would be that as they as they are helping him wean off of tech what they're making sure to do is direct him toward his islands of competence because he like piano is obviously an island of competence for him and and so hopefully this is going to mitigate the anger the whining you know because that is probably what will happen they'll, they'll probably get anger from him whining from him and they may even see him get a little bit depressed because he's so, this time, addicted to tech and he's getting all his dopamine hits, you know, from tech, dopamine being the reward chemical in the brain. And now he's not going to get that. So his brain's going to be a little bit more depressed. Um, but if they, if they guide him over toward his islands of competence that give him joy, and she gave an example of piano, which gives him joy, um, and get him deeper into piano... Get him deeper into other instruments as well. He clearly has a good music brain. Get him, get him a new one. Learn the guitar now, right? In this two months of weaning, um, 
etc. So get whatever is we don't know what they all are, but whatever is islands of competence, get them into that, get them into projects, um, connect him to mentors or other people with whom he can do projects, you know, and with peers with whom he can do projects, long term projects in this in science or, you know, that are tactile, that are physical building something. Um, as he gets into those, hopefully the anger and the whining uh, will dissipate because he'll get so interested in those areas of competence. And, um, you know, and he'll make contacts through that. He'll make friends through those things. He'll connect with mentors. Um, uh, and that should help cut back on the anger and whining. But I think they should expect anger and whining for a while. Now, part of what's happening is because he's on screen so much, he seems to have withdrawn from face-to-face -face relationships. Um, not sure what's going to be happening by the time this podcast is released in Spain in terms of lockdown and quarantine. But um, thinking about doing face-to-face -face right now on Zoom, what is the impact of the technology? Is it okay to do friendship discussions on Zoom or FaceTime? Or is that even uh, a bit dicey in terms of what the screen is doing to the brain? Well, with him, with uh, I mean, it is still all screen time. Um it is. Zoom is screen time. FaceTime in your phone is still screen time, you know, so we do have to add it into the day and say, okay, put all that together. That was six hours of screen time. We don't want that. Uh, okay. But that said, in a crisis time like this for a month or two, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's better to have the relationship and be building the bond than not. So if, if he makes a friend let's say that they're not that their area of spain right now is not locked down they can go out they can make friends and so on maybe they wear masks you know and they can do things together and build things together and play together okay great and then and and they they have that bonding and then let's say lockdown happens again for a month then yeah let's continue that bonding via zoom um or via facetime i i think we'd want that in the long term though yeah you're right that it's all still screen time and it's better to be one-on-one. -on -one. And 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 we, we want to say this to everyone. I think instinctively everyone knows this, but it bears saying, when you talk to someone on Zoom, your senses, right, you're visually, you're seeing them and you're hearing them, but your other senses are not involved. And, and that's part of why if you actually are standing with them or you're actually physically with them, part of why that bonding experience and that neural experience, that brain experience, that attachment experience, part of why that's more powerful is because you are sensorially there with them. So your body and your brain are absorbing them and they're absorbing you. And with Zoom, it's okay, but I think people know you're not having that full experience. And that's why we want to say Zoom's okay, but it's limited. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. 
with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Yeah, we've been, um, <clears throat> hadn't seen my grandkids, uh, three of my grandkids face to face for almost over four months. And finally, we saw each other the other day. Now, we've been doing FaceTime, uh, but, you know, my granddaughter walked in and grabbed Jan, Grandma. She just cried. She just wept because there was touch there. And it's, it is different. Yep. Um, I want to come back to uh, the video game uh, thing and uh, weaning him off or just cutting him off. Is there benefit to earning screen time or do you just say these are the hours you get, period? Or oh, both. like reward? Yeah, yeah. If you read so many, of course, for him, it's going to be a little hard to read, but you get your homework done or you do all these things, you get your chores done, you earn this amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Video games and screen time are, are definitely good leverage. <laughs> so we should leverage them as, as parents. Um, with, with him, in his particular case, I think he's kind of a, an addict. So so uh, in his particular case, I, I think they're going to decide if they decide to follow this course, some form of cold turkey um, that's appropriate for him and that doesn't mean no schooling. They're going to find some form of cold turkey and then they're going to reevaluate like two months later, you know, um, that's what I think, two or three months later. And yep. then so then when they reevaluate, they're going to start seeing it as leverage. Uh, but for someone who isn't an addict, so if someone who's listening to this and their son is not an addict, but they just know, you know, maybe a little too much screen time or their son goes and plays video games and therefore doesn't do his homework, that's where it's definitely leverage. And um, and the leverage there is if you don't do your homework, we take away these machines forever, right? They are gone. You don't get them on weekends, nothing. They're gone. You have to, you know, meet these expectations as, as our, our child. Our child is someone who does his homework. He does. He hands it in. He does well in school. You know, whatever these expectations, um, they have to be met. And right now, just consider you have to meet these expectations with no video games. And then, when you meet these expectations, you know, a month or two from now, we'll start talking about how you earn them back. Hmm. And uh, and then. You know, so that's for a kid who's like getting C's and D's and not doing his homework or F's. Right. Uh, so you, you have to utilize them as leverage. I'm giving them a bunch of scenarios and there are probably 5 million scenarios or billion scenarios people could use where they use it as leverage in their system, what fits for their kid. Um, and if they, and, and I know people will worry, well, but if we reward him, well, let me back up. I still don't think video games should be used as reward on school nights. I, I don't think really there's, except for you know later adolescent kids, I don't think we really want video games on school nights at all. Um, the leverage is playing them on the weekend or playing more on the weekend. But sometimes I know that people stray from that rule. And sometimes they'll say, well, okay, let's say you get an A in such and such. You get to play you know one hour video games on Thursday night. Okay, that's probably all right. Even though I'm very strict, that's probably okay. You know, as long as it's for something really good, like getting an A, you know what I mean? Something, uh, use it as leverage for something good and use it parsimoniously. Don't like, 
okay, now you get to play video games on school nights again. Because we want to remember that part of him not getting the good grades or whatever is the standard is that his brain is playing the video games. So they're not just leveraged. They're also potentially dangerous to the brain. Um, so that's why I say use them as leverage on the weekend. Give it back to him on the weekend. But really be careful of them on school nights. Boy, as and here's the thing for parents. When we make these decisions, we really have to have the chutzpah to keep it up. Because it's yeah. not just a commitment to the child. It's a commitment to us to put up with the tantrums occasionally or to put up with the I'm bored. Um, and and especially if you're in lockdown, uh, your options are limited. Uh, or if you live in Phoenix where, uh, you know, the lows go down to 95. Um, mm. You really have to be creative as parents as well. And, and not plan your child's day all day long. Children need to learn how to use their free time yep they have to be bored yep and but we it just it does take especially in this screen world you know i grew up in a world with tv as did you and uh but we just didn't have that many options on tv we had three channels right uh so we spent most of our time outside making up games um and uh, you know that was and of course before that my parents they didn't have tv so they were just out figuring out how to do it we can do it but we just live in such a different world where our our go-to is, well, all right, just give them the screen. They're bored. Just give them the screen. And I'm guilty of that all the time when the grandkids are, they're out of control and all five of them are running around and they've had it. Okay, let's watch a Disney movie. So it's really easy to fall into those traps. Uh, so you need to have chutzpah. You need to be ready for it. You need to have your own plan as parents uh, Yeah. To, to help you kind of move through that. So Yeah, it won't be easy. So this is all such good stuff, and it's important stuff. And I, I do want to refer people uh, to your two books, Saving Our Sons and the Minds of Girls, because you've got chapters in both of those about appropriate screen time for kids. For every age all group. ages. For yep, every age all group. ages, yep. And it's, um, you know, for one thing, I think parents are going to be a bit gobsmacked to say, wow, that's not a lot of screen time. Um, but number two, you think, okay, now I understand why it's not a lot of screen time. And in these this day and age where increasingly school is online, uh, that counts as on that counts as screen time. Yep. Uh, even though they're learning, it's still screen time, yep. and those are the things we have to navigate in this new world. So I recommend those books, "Saving Our Sons" and "The Minds of Girls." Uh, Michael, you. good stuff as always. Mm, thanks, Tim. And uh, do want to encourage you folks. I think we're a week or two away now. If you're listening to this thing uh, when it's scheduled, uh, to the Helping Boys Thrive Summit. And uh, people all over the world are joining us for this. We'd love to have you join us as well. October 1st, all day long, live. If you can't be for the whole day or the day at all, uh, you can catch it afterwards for seven days. We'll post it for you at that low price registration fee. And we'd love to have you. Helpingboysthrive.org. And then just hit the Telesummit link and you'll be able to experience that great event. Uh, Michael, it's been good to have you with us. Oh, thank and, you, you uh, too. And I hope we, we get look- to see everyone uh, at the Helping Boys Thrive. I mean, I, yes. I think you're, what you've said about it, I, I just want to second it. People don't maybe realize what a unique thing this is because it, the downside of Zoom is we're not with people, but the upside of it is that anyone can get this now yeah. for seven days. And that's different than if we came to their community. So, yeah, wherever you are, I think we just had someone also sign up from Australia, New Zealand. Oh, cool. Wherever you are, this is a it's seven days, right? That you get for almost nothing. So thanks yep. to our sponsors. 
You bet. So we're, we're looking forward to seeing you there. And of course, we'll be with you for the podcast again next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.